Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to News Desk with me, Mami Sinya Thompson, in the headlines. Chiefs in my own ministry, you sack them, you employ new ones, and when they come, the new ones are even worse than those that you sack. Stop complaining. Ghana Integrity Initiative tells Rhodes Minister while charging him to report corrupt staff and thieves aiding in violation of country's axial load regulations at his ministry to the police for prosecution. Identified persons who are corrupted his ministry, he must report them. Failure to do so is a total betrayal of the state. Also, President Ekofado makes a strong case for the reform of the United Nations and the global financial architecture as it argues Ghana and Africa have been exploited for far too long, resulting in our economic crisis. To address one issue of importance for us in Africa and I believe for the world generally, that is the urgent necessity for the reform of the United Nations, especially of the composition and structure of its security council. Also, NDC MP demands that EC rescinds decision to hold voter registration exercise in district offices, insisting the process must be decentralized to polling stations. Of the constituency, the only reliable means of transport are boats, canoes, and ferries. To assess the district capital, constituents have to travel several kilometers on water and commute by road to Donkokrom. As the NPP decides at its Super Delegates Congress tomorrow, we bring you some last-minute operations among some aspirants to ensure smooth election. Your election headquarters has you covered in all you need to know. Details plus business and more all in this hour. Stay tuned.
and reports staff members violating the country's axle load regulations. That's the charge from the Ghana Integrity Initiative to the Roads Minister, Kwesia Mwakwata. The sector minister alleged that there are some corrupt people and thieves at his ministry helping drivers evade the payment of tax and flouting laws. The minister, who was visibly angry during an inspection tour of the ongoing Valco roundabout to Bone Round, Bone Road construction project on Wednesday, August 23, lamented about how helpless the situation has become, even with the entrance of new ones who are expected to be a replacement for the corrupt ones. There are a lot of corrupt people, there are a lot of thieves, thieves in my own ministry. You sack them, you employ new ones, and when they come, the new ones are even worse than those that you sack. Members of the press, you see the harm we are doing to our country. All of us and our government is spending millions and billions and billions of money to fix our roads. You know, we get transporters from other countries, neighboring countries, the landlocked countries, you know, coming to pick cargo from their ports. And they don't respect our asylum road regime. Look at all these vehicles parked here. No, and they park here hours on end. My information is that some of them are now going through the documentation process at the port. So they could park on the shoulders of the road for more than 24 hours. And the pressure on the road, they have de destroyed the shoulders of our roads. The, 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 the customs people are mining some of the barriers, the police are mining the barriers, but they get free uh, access through our corridor. What are we doing to our country? Because of bribery and corruption. You know, fundraising manager at GII, Michael Boydi, says the minister should stop complaining and rather report the stuff to the police for prosecution. If he has identified persons who are corrupt in his ministry, he must report them. Failure to do so is a total betrayal of the state. It, it, it itself is a complicity of the crime that is being perpetrated against the state. And so we beg him, he should stop lamenting. He should just put the right thing, report them, have them investigated, prosecuted, and then speak so that it will serve as a lesson. The road minister must show us evidence that he is committed to helping this country develop. I think we have talked too much okay. in this country. It is about time to act. The talking has been too much. Mm. Look, if he thinks that he has evidence that the police, the uh, customs, are engaged in this corrupt practices. That he is in a position to engage their, super, their, their superior, and then the necessary action is taken. He has the competence, he has the know-how, he has the resources, the capacity to even cause an investigation so that we can identify the culprits and then have them. 
Okay. You know, it is not enough to complain. I for the complaining, we have not complained. If it's all about just complaining, that we, 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 we elected them to steer the affairs of this country, then we can all do uh, uh, manage the government or we can all run the country. And in our election headquarters, the Bonoyes Regional Secretary of the NPP, David Boachi, says all arrangements to ensure a smooth process for the delegates' conference aimed at reducing the number of the party's presidential aspirants from 10 to 5 is held smoothly. He said a total of 35 delegates are expected to cast their ballots tomorrow at the Kokroko Social Center in Techiman. Anasabit has more. Fierce race to decide who leads the new patriotic party in the 2024 presidential elections enters the home stretch as the party holds its superdelegates conference on Saturday to reduce the number of aspirants from 10 to 5. Here in the Bunuis region, a total of 35 delegates are expected to cast their ballots at the Kokoko Social Center in Bamri, a suburb of Techiman. Regional Secretary of the New Patriotic Party, David Boachi, says all arrangements are set to ensure the exercise is held peacefully. Bunu East has 34 delegates. About 35 people are going to vote in the region. We have had one transfer. That uh, somebody has transferred the votes. In all, nationwide, we have seven transfers. Ashanti had the highest of three, then four other regions having one one each. Bunu East has one. We do not have a proxy vote, uh, but we have one transfer. So in all, we will be 35 people voting at uh, Kokoko Social Center, Bamri, that is the chairman. National Council took a decision that all the elections must be held at the regional capitals. So ours is being held in Techiman here, Bamri Social Center. All arrangements are set. All our delegates so far are available. He noted that the party is solely relying on the Ghana Police Service for security and no internal party security will be entertained. Let me say this. We don't have arrangement for any internal security there. Completely everything is for the police to take over. We are only 34. And the one person joining us to make us 35. I don't think any of us well, if you look at the category of uh, delegates, all the 17 regional officers, 11 constituency chairmen, three members of parliament, one surviving founding father, one national council rep, and the regional minister. So we don't see anything so special that will make us need a security that uh, will be out of control. He again appealed to the delegates to abide by the laid down rules and regulations governing the polls to ensure that the processes is held smoothly. I'm just pleading with the party people that when you get there and you are not a delegate, even if you are a delegate, we have to go by the instructions of the security. As I said, tomorrow we are going there to know how they are going to set up. So we we'll know the level where supporters will reach, the level of media, then where the delegates can go 
Those expected to cast their ballots on Saturday include members of the National Council and National and Regional Executive Committees, members of Parliament and three representatives from each of the special organs of the party, that is the Youth, Women and Nasara. The rest are national offices, three representatives from each branch. Founding members during the registration of the party are the Electoral Commission and all card-bearing ministers. Reporting for Joy News, Anas Sabit, Tichiman. And here at your election headquarters, we're giving you a comprehensive coverage. And just to give you a sense of what to expect, head of our political desk, Evans Mensah, spoke to my colleague, Kojo Brace, on AM earlier. The five, but beyond that, it, it shouldn't be such a big deal because the, the real race is in November. Um, and, and, and in fact, many of the aspirants who have been studying the field are looking beyond the Saturday. That is, if you are confident of winning, you're looking beyond Saturday. So, so tomorrow shouldn't be such, such a big deal. And, and that is why it's only just 900 people out of the 200,000 of the delegates who are going to cast your ballots is special electoral college. So you, you don't expect tomorrow to be as acrimonious as what we'll possibly see after the after the fights have been whittled out. But for two of the candidates, tomorrow can be a big deal. In terms of the margin of either topping or coming second, and I'm talking about Dr. Baumia and Alan Chamanting. For Dr. Baumia, he wants an overwhelming victory. He wants something north of 70%. If he gets that, he would say that going into November, he obviously has the momentum on his side. For Alan Chamanting, he wants to bring that number down um, to, to a, a level in terms of Baumia's number. He wants to bring it down into a level where Baumia will have to start panicking because among the 900 people voting, and these are the elites of the party, there is a sense that, and we've seen going into this and the complaint that have come, that it's a significant number of that are people who are lying already to Dr. Baumia's camp. And we've, we've, we've been reading the some of the regional chairmen already declaring, uh, you know, for, for Baumia today, yeah. the papers, etc. You know, so, so that is the view. And that is why there's a sense that this must be a very strong showing for Baumia. If it isn't, there is going to be a problem down the line because when the 200,000 people now begin to show up and vote in November, it could be. So that's the only reason why it's going to be interesting for the two. The other three who will form the five, many have said that you want to put in the Kennedy Japan and he could possibly be a kingmaker down the line, right? And so that is important for him too. And then the other two, whichever that is, they will also look at the numbers to see in November, can I be a significant player in possibly pushing this into a runoff? So depending on your strength and your constituency, your permutations are different. Okay. So how is our coverage going to be like? So we are starting tonight. We're starting tonight at 8 to 10 p.m. with our election eve special. And this is an analysis show. 
we want to delve into the numbers, look at the trends, and help our audiences understand the entire contest and the field before the day. So when you join us at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, you have a, a great appreciation of what is about to happen. You know who the front runners are. You know who is possibly likely to win and come in second. Uh, you know who possibly is going to be getting into the top five and who may be falling off. So you are really settled. So you follow the process with great context and appreciation. That is why election eve specials are important for us. So we've done a lot of great work, some great research, uh, looking at the MPP primaries over the years since 1992 and drawing the trend analysis. So that is what we'll be doing for two hours tonight. We're going to be having a, a, the party's uh, communications director join us towards the end of it. So it helps us with preparation ahead of tomorrow. So we'll have the full picture by close-up uh, tonight. And this is going to be on the Joy News channel and also on the Joy, Joy FM uh, platform as well. Okay. And Still on politics, NDC MP for Front Plains North, Betty Crosby. Men Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. ...is demanding that the Electoral Commission rescinds its decision to hold the upcoming voter registration exercise in its district offices. According to the MP, so many of his potential voters in her constituency will be disenfranchised. They are from Plains North constituencies made up of largely island communities. And the MP at a news conference argued the voters may not be able to afford the cost coming all the way to the district office of the EC. Friends from the media, ladies and gentlemen, the Afro Plains North constituency has the same geographical configuration as the Kuo Afro Plains North district of the Eastern region and has the largest land mass in the Eastern region with 2,341.3 square kilometers. In all, there are over 200, there are over 575 communities in the constituency, of which 222 are located on the Volta Lake. The constituency has 31 electoral areas and 127 polling stations. Out of this number, 13 electoral areas and 40 and 54 polling stations are located on various islands on the Volta Lake. Given the nature of the constituency, the only reliable means of transport are boats, 
canoes, and ferries. To assess the district's capital, constituents have to travel several kilometers on water and commute by road to Donkokrom. Constituents who live on Agodeke, for instance, that is in the Dija Island, for, have to travel by boat for close to 8 to 10 hours to get to the riverbank at Supo or Bridgeano, and then continue for over 5 kilometers distance by road to the district capital, which is in Donkokrom. Betty Crosby Mensah is urging the Electoral Commission to reconsider its decision and hold the registration at the polling station level so as not to disenfranchise eligible voters. It will surprise you that the cost involved is as close as 350 Ghana cities to go to, I've had to travel from Agodeke on the Duja Island to Donkokrom. So any uh, eligible registrant who wants to come and register will have to spend that quantum of money. Some of these challenges are eligible voters, particularly women and children, whom I obviously represent, and young people who desire to enjoy their Article 42 rights will have to travel several kilometers by water and road to Donkokrom. For those who cannot make the journey to it in a day, they have to make arrangements accommodation and live only after they have been able to register. This is unpredictable since people will be traveling from all over, commu all over the constituency across to register, not forgetting that people who do not possess the Ghana card will have to arrange and possibly travel with two guarantors to help them to register. Given the above challenges associated with the EC's modalities for the registration, I wish to, on behalf of the people of Afram Plains North, who I proudly represent in Afram Plains, appeal to the Electoral Commission through its chairperson, Mrs. Jane Mensah, to, as a matter of agency, review the registration modalities for Afram Plains North in consultation with the district interparty co committees by creating registration centers on all islands to facilitate the registration of voters the deployment of voter registration of excuse me the deployment of mobile voter registration units as done by the electoral commission in 2020 is another option available to the commission to consider very grateful for your time and your attention. Thank you very much. President Ekofado is making a strong case for the reform of the United Nations and the global financial architecture, which he argues is in deep crisis. The president, who is attending the 15th BRICS summit in Johannesburg, South Africa, says the continued exploitation of Africa to the detriment of its people ought not to persist, as there is an urgent need to pursue new cooperation and multilateral arrangements 
that will move, recuperate many economies in Africa, including Ghana, which are currently challenged economically. To achieve the most desirable effect, President Jokofaldo says the global reform agenda must start with a shift in the composition of the United Nations Security Council, which he says does not reflect contemporary times. The Ghanaian president argues that the world of 1945 is not the world of 2023. Thus, the need for the reforms. We are indeed operating in the most difficult of times. The interlocking challenges and the convergence of crises we are faced with pose existential threats that require immediate solidarity and collective action. It is obvious that the world has virtually run out of time to work together in the spirit of multilateralism. If we do not renew our commitments to build, keep, and consolidate peace and democracy all over the world, we would have to brace ourselves to live in a new and more dangerous world today and the future. The issues of peace, progress, and prosperity in BRICS countries and Africa are deeply intertwined, which presuppose that ensuring the development of Africa should be in our common interest, which will help right the historic injustice of Africa, the richest continent in the world, being as a result of systemic exploitation, the continent with the highest number of the poorest people. Africa, I need reminding you, has 1.3 billion inhabitants, nearly 18% of the world's population, and in 2050 will be 2.5 billion, meaning that one out of every four persons in the world will be African. Now more than ever, strong partnership between the BRICS nations and Africa, reinforced political dialogue, and expanded cooperation in the fields of economic growth and international security are required. We have to work together to achieve our goals, including a fair, equitable process of energy transition, which recognizes that the entire African continent is responsible for less than 4% of global emissions and which safeguards the prospects of Africa's development. Excellencies, I urge this meeting to address one issue of importance for us in Africa and I believe for the world generally. That is the urgent necessity for the reform of the United Nations, especially of the composition and structure of its Security Council. The contemporary world has moved on significantly from the post-1945 world, which gave rise to the birth of the United Nations and the makeup of the Security Council. The world of 2023 is not the world of 1945. The crisis of the global financial institutions and of global governance under the United Nations system, which were created from the rubble of the Second World War, is a deep crisis. It will continue until a fair system is put in place, a system that reflects the new balances, no longer based on who won or lost the Second World War, 
but on the major contemporary and future balances. I believe strongly that despite its numerous challenges, Africa is on the cusp of building a great new civilization which will unleash the considerable energies and huge potential of the African peoples so that we will make our own unique contribution to the growth of world civilization. Together, working with the rest of us on the continent and with our increasingly educated, skilled, dynamic and growing youthful population operating under the aegis of the African Continental Free Trade Area, whose Secretariat Ghana has the honor to Ghana's High Commissioner to South Africa, Charles Oredu, says arguments have started amongst internal structures to see if it will be in the interest of Ghana to join BRICS. He stated that the president thinks joining BRICS comes with many opportunities. Therefore, they will look into it extensively to make a decision. According to the commissioner, Ghana has good democratic credentials and thus qualifies to be a member. He is speaking exclusively with my colleague, Blessed Suga. Only the kind of architecture that we have, it's only five members who are permanent members who decide for almost everybody. But then within the AU, there was what we call a consensus. There's been a consensus where the AU leaders themselves sat down and then thought that we needed to expand, you know, this uh, architecture. So they've been that conscious effort, you know, to lobby some of these permanent five members, you know, to push ahead this expansion. And if you hear you know, some of these f permanent five members speak, I think now there's that total, there's that collective goal that will expand. But then how do you do it and when do we do it? Because the Chinese have wholeheartedly said that, you know, they are ready to allow others to come in. The Russians have said that, even the Americans, the, the French, the British, they've all said that, you know, others should, but when do we do this? You know, so that's the edge. We want to get this thing done as quickly as possible. So like you said, in 1945, things were totally different from 1945. The issues then were totally different. But now look at what we face, you know, as, 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 as even Africa as a continent, the other third world countries. And even now we, are, we have emerging global you know, superpowers. You know, so we need to look at all this and then see how, especially within the African continent, we can take advantage of this expansion and then push ahead some of the concerns that we have. And the president appears to be uh, so worried about uh, where we find ourselves as a global economy, the fact that we're still facing an economic challenge. He says that now more than ever we need to strengthen our partnership with BRICS. What's the explanation really to that? It's, 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 it's beyond doubt that BRICS is now a force to reckon with. Uh, if you look at the countries, uh, it started with four. It started with Brazil, it started with Russia, Brazil, Russia, India and China. Later, they, they, they got in South Africa. Today, We've been told that they met and then they've accepted six more. So now we have Ethiopia within Africa. We have Ethiopia and Egypt. Uh, South America, we have Argentina. Uh, within the uh, Arab world, uh, we have uh, uh, UAE and then Saudi Arabia. You know, and then we also have Iran. The total, they are global, the total combined GDP is now 30% of global GDP, you know, within these 11 countries. So they are forced to reckon with. We've been discussing amongst us. When the president came, there have been 
discussions uh, that uh, we've started, uh, looking at some of the opportunities that exist within BRICS. Uh, you know, already they do have uh, this bank uh, that uh, countries... The, develop, uh, the development uh, bank, yes. you mean? Yeah. yeah, that countries have started, you know, accessing credits. And it's helping a lot of countries to develop, you know, to open up uh, the economies, uh, create opportunities for themselves. So we've started uh, looking at it. Uh, the president has started looking at it. A decision has not been taken yet. But when you say looking at it, what's that supposed to be? Oh, of course. Uh, the opportunities, you know, in there. You know, so what can we get out? this institution how can ghana benefit you know so he, he started looking at it uh, we've had some informal discussions but of course it's not concrete yet so as and when a decision a formal decision is taken of course we all know the second phase of the kumasi international airport project don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Began in 2018 has halted due to lack of funds to continue its construction. The project forms part of three major construction works, including the Kejita Market Redevelopment Project and the 500 bed capacity mother and baby unit at the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital, which have also stalled. The Kumasi Airport Project, which is expected to provide the requisite infrastructure for safe domestic and international operations, is now idle. As contractors abandoned work. Nanabwachi Yadam spoke to some residents of Kumasi who wants government to fulfill its promise of completing it. In 2018, President Akufuado cut sword for work to begin on the construction of the second phase of the Kumasi Airport project. The project was expected to be completed in 24 months. In 2023, contractors have left the site, leaving the project site covered with weeds. What do residents of Kumasi make of this? The airport is left abandoned. The contractors are not on site. The government should be truthful to us because it's our taxes. Not having enough international airports in Ghana is our problem. Everyone traveling would have to use Kutuka. Meanwhile, an international airport in Kumasi would help neighboring regions. They started very well, but now things have slowed down. We don't know what they want to even do now. They should work on it for us. The 
The construction began in 2018 before the Tamale Airport. It should be completed by now. At the moment, the government should focus on having an international airport completed as soon as possible. I don't even know why some projects stay any time there is a new government. There are several projects abandoned. It's a problem. Going forward, anybody traveling will be in difficulty since this project has been abandoned. Now this is the Kumase Airport, the phase two of the entire project. The project is set to be 70% complete, but left abandoned. Reporting for Joy News, my name is Nana Bwachedankwayadom, Kumase, Kumase. The Deputy Director General of the Ghana TVET Service, David Pra, has underscored the need to ensure graduates from TVET institutions are given the necessary skills needed for their survival in industry by giving them workplace experience. Speaking on the sidelines of a training workshop for liaison officers of the service, he indicated that investment in the sector has resulted in the increase in enrollment into TVET institutions from about 11,000 in 2017 to about 52,000 currently. There's more in the following report. Vocational education and training known as the TVET has seen a tremendous growth over the years with an increase in infrastructure and provision of equipment in TVET institutions. To give these students the needed experience and enhance their skills, the TVET service has instituted the Workplace Experience Learning Program to get them attached to industries focused on their field of study. David Pra is the Deputy Director at the TVET Services. So as part of the operationalization and implementation of the TVET delivery system, the government and for that matter TVET service uh, decided to establish what we call Workplace Experience Learning System, where the students will be made to go to industry to go and put their hands on tools and equipment that are found in industry, to go and exhibit industry-related skills, so that when they graduate, they are able to fit well in industry. This is an element of quality assurance system, where we look at the issue of fit for purpose. And so, uh, to do that, we have to get personnel of the service who will be responsible to, to execute this stuff. And these are our industry liaison officers. The industry liaison officers are here in Gimpa to be trained to uh, look at the rudiments of a typical uh, uh, Ghana and the international industry, the setup, the made-up, the, the, the structure, so that they will understand the intricacies and the rudiments of companies 
uh, operations, industry operations, uh, employers, uh, requirements, and others. The workshop was organized in partnership with the World University Service of Canada to build the capacities of the service industrial liaison officers from all technical institutions across the country, regional officers and headquarters staff. Apia Yafi Adofo is the project director in charge of innovation in non-traditional vocational education and skills training project at the World University Service of Canada. And so when we look at um, the government's agenda and the interest of the government of Ghana, there is a huge emphasis on TVET and the transformation of TVET. And so over the years, through partnerships with the Commission for TVET as well as MVTI and ISIS, um, we realized that there are a lot of lucrative opportunities for young people um, in TVET education. And, and emerging um, industries such as energy, extractives, um, ICT construction, and we realized that there was not enough skilled, talented, or, or uh, young people who would be able to absorb the jobs at the pace at what the industry was was moving. Um, so that is kind of what necessitated a more concrete relationship with the Ghana TVET service. Um, and since then, we've been working with them for the past four years on the Invest project. Some of the participants spoke to join News. Our training we are supposed to liaise between the industry and the students to look for hands-on technical practical knowledge for them with their industry partner with their various industries to provide knowledge for our various students industrial liaison officer this has really built my capacity i've learned a lot in fact it's helped me identify um, the key stakeholders i'm dealing with by way of linking the students to the industry for their workplace experience learning workshop saw about 150 liaison officers from technical institutions across the country given training on negotiation skills, production management, and leadership, amongst others. Praise Kwame Kudogan's report read to you. Ghanaian media personality and philanthropist Ohenayir Gifty Anti says she's determined to amplify female voices. Over the last 15 years, she's used her platform to champion women's rights giving hope to the vulnerable and empowered many broken others. She said she's inspired to do more at the standpoint, commemorates 15 years. There's more in the following report. It's been 15 years of shaping society through advocacy for women's rights, self-actualization and empowerment. It was a dream nurtured on noble aspirations. The Giftianti Bettered Show standpoint has in the past 15 years been championing and impacting society positively. Today, the pioneers are celebrating the successes to remind Ghanaians of their contribution towards societal growth. Well, it's been said over and over again. People keep saying, I don't know how I got here, but I know how I got here. It's taking hard work. First of all, I took the obedience hearing the message and obeying to take on this challenge of having a women's program that discusses issues not just celebrating individual women achievements but issues um, everybody thought i was crazy in fact there were many who said that you won't get people to come and share their own stories but it was amazing when we had prominent women come to share their stories of abuse Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Export Promotions Authority, Dr. Ifwa Asabia Asari, said, All must acknowledge and address the barriers hindering women. The solutions to the pipeline problem 
are very different from what organizations and women groupings in churches and in our various places of work currently employ. Traditional high potential mentoring and leadership education programs are necessary but not sufficient. In my experience with where I sit, doing research, teaching, consulting, and others reveal three additional actions that we can take to improve the chances that women will gain a sense of themselves as capable of leading, be recognized as such, and ultimately succeed and become who they want to become and attain their potential. The 2011 Nobel Peace Laurel Le Mans encouraged women to step out into the world to make a difference. Commitment, a sense of patriotism, and a deep sense of our collective humanity. Commitment is being sold to a cause, regardless of how many accolades you get or how much money you get. We sit in this room to celebrate 15 years of a woman who I've come to know and we sit and we talk about the struggles of getting funding to do excellent work. But regardless of that struggle, 15 years she stayed on the course. Patriotism, that deep sense of understanding that where I come from, Everyone else in this space, as Ghanaians, as Liberians, depending on where you come from, I have to be committed to my people. But then the third one is our collective humanity. I am because of what we all are. There is no way you can take away Ghana from Liberia, Liberia from Nigeria. We all need each other in order to make the world a better place. Host of That's My Opinion on Joy FM, Nanan Sakwao IV, who is the chief of Akwemu Edumasa, congratulated his wife for her hard work and dedication to achieve her dreams. Sunpoint airs on Joy Prime this and every Sunday at 6 p.m. Carrying Obey's report read to you. And at this juncture, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with business. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank 
For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, This is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of art things to do. I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalorate 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's Charlotte Festival, y'all. You ought to be here. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. Welcome to our accomplished establishment. Sika mama brother die mom. That was silly deli. Any higgly the pig lidia. Can you spell? Huh? What can you mean? Hey, you remember the nipple nature gum? And some saga miska. Hi, welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao, policy analyst and former chairman of PIAC. Dr. Steve Mantiao has indicated that Ghana needs significant investments in the renewable energy sector. According to him, Ghana will miss out on all the returns the world economies are accruing from their heavy investments in renewable energy by 2070. He was speaking at a stakeholder engagement on energy transition and sustainability by the Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance.
The Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance launched a report on environmental and climate governance at the periphery. The impact of environmental degradation on livelihoods, welfare, and climate change in northern Ghana. The report seeks to ascertain the impact of these issues on agricultural production and economic development. According to policy analyst and former PIAC chairman Dr. Steve Mantiao, Ghana is lagging behind with regards to investment in the renewable energy sector. You talk about oil, we have it, and we are even bidding our time because we say we want to transition by 2070 losing sight of the fact that there is a new race in the world. And that race is to grab renewable energy opportunities. You come late in 2070 and the opportunities have been lost. The EU today is implementing what we call the EU taxonomy program. Taxing heavily investments in fossil fuel and encouraging investments in renewable energy. And we want to wait till 2070. By then we come all the opportunities in terms of investments flow into renewable energy will be lost. You mentioned that our renewable component is less than 30%. In fact, it's less than 1%. Less than 1%. We need investments into renewables. And we don't have any framework to attract the investments. We are fixated on oil. And by the time the oil is finished, the opportunities in terms of investments in renewables that have been taken up by other countries. Executive Director of the Institute of Climate and Environmental Governance, Hamza Suini Sajibu, called for the establishment of an energy transition authority with the needed resource to drive Ghana's energy transition agenda. There is so much work to be done, especially when it comes to our transition agenda. And you would notice, and in fact, Dr. Mantiu, uh, Mantiao has just indicated that our framework is a bit shaky. And that is why those of us at ICE we are calling for the establishment of an energy transition authority because we understand that protecting the environment is not just about environmental sustainability. It is also an economic development mechanism to empower the people. So if we have an energy transition authority that is equipped with the necessary people and if you have resources to drive our energy transition agenda, we would be able to more or less bring all the players in the industry to support that particular authority and would be given the legal backing to do what is necessary to protect our environments and most importantly, propel economic growth in these parts of our country as well. Something needs to be done and it needs to be done urgently. Stakeholders also called on the government to increase budgetary allocation towards the generation of energy from biomass. Also this morning, Deputy Minister of Transport Frederick Obeng Adom has called on the general public to embrace the national electric vehicle policy so that Ghana does not become a dumping site for fossil fuel cars. He noted that transportation of people, goods and services makes the transport sector the net emitter of greenhouse gases and the need to adopt the policy. He made the call at the stakeholder consultation on the draft of the national electric vehicle policy and implementation framework in WA, capital of the Upper West region. Ghana has developed a draft on electric vehicle policy to guide the development and upscale of electric vehicles in the country to decarbonize the transport sector. The development will enable the country to achieve net zero carbon dioxide emission by 2070. The consultative meeting took place in the WA municipality of the Airports region to collate ideas from citizens and stakeholders which will help build e-vehicles policy 
for the country. The meeting brought together heads of department, security services, transport operators, motor mechanics, paper dealers, persons living with disability, Ghana Association of Drivers, and some civil society organizations. The Deputy Minister for Transport, Frederick Obin Adam, noted that the whole world is evolving to a new trend of electric vehicles, hence the reason for the consultative meeting. The, the, the world is moving at a more safer, a more benign alternative to um, having petrol, uh, fossil fuel, that is petrol and diesel, uh, diesel. So the Ministry of Transport and the Ministry of Energy in color, under the auspices of the um, senior minister, uh, is having this, the senior advisor of the president, is, ha is having a, this um, electric vehicle policy that will help the country be able to have um, this policy that will guide the electric vehicles as they come in. We could also realize, we would also realize that this electric vehicle is already in the system. And if it's in the system, we need to have certain guidelines that will be able to guide the whole process. He added that the transport sector is a net emitter of greenhouse gases in the country. As you even move from your homes to this place, you use um, you use cars. And these cars, transportation of people, transportation of goods and services, makes the transport sector a net emitter of greenhouse gases. So what do we have to do as Ministry of Transport, as a country? What we have to do is to find a much more safer alternative, as I said earlier. That will, will, will be helpful to the health of you and I and to the help of the whole citizenry. So we, we, would want to, we wouldn't want to be always uh, emitting greenhouse gases into the air, but we want to find ways and curb all these activities of greenhouse gases. Our Power Social Minister, Dr. Hafiz Bin Sali, in a speech, read on his behalf by his personal assistant political Abdurrahman Meguru underscored the importance of the e-vehicle as it will help mitigate climate change. This gathering marks a significant step in our journey towards sustainable and environmental conscious transportation solutions. Your presence today underscores your commitment to shaping a greener, more progressive future for our region and our nation. I would like to extend a special welcome to the Deputy Minister for Transport, whose presence here reflects the government's dedication, the government's dedicated focus on fostering sustainable energy and transportation solutions. Your insights and guidance are invaluable as we collectively deliberate on policies and strategies that would drive the successful adaptation of people in our country. A senior lecturer at the University of Ghana, Dr. Enes Ajiman, in his presentation noted that all citizens in the country are now secondary smokers due to the transport system in the country. Reporting for the News, Rafik Salam. Wa. Quick break, Mami, see we back in a bit. Stay tuned.
news that we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm hits fm love fm live on your amazon echo Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast for Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Taliwati, when everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of art things to do. So I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalote 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is uh, it's marvelous. It's amazing. It's Chalote Festival. You ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana, around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. Welcome back. But that's all we have in this edition of News Desk. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. We'll be back at midday with news today. I am a- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 